Good morning, Sacramento. I'm Ray. I'm Melissa. I'm Malia, and you are listening to the Legacy of American History. This is Ray, and I'm interviewing her on how the Revolutionary War shaped the country today. So, Ray, what were some issues the colonists had with Britain that led to the Revolutionary War? Um, the colonists <laughs> felt as if they sh- should um, not pay taxes because they were past England, but um, by the Parliament, but not by their own government. So the colonists also protested about taxes. They violated their rights as British uh, citizens. Um, but colonists started to resist by boycotting or not just buying British goods. So um, I would say one of the biggest issues was taxes, not not wanting to pay taxes because um, just holding a grudge against Britain. Yeah. How did the colonists resist to British oppression? What are some examples that occurred? Uh, like I said in the first one, the British protested. So they were saying that these taxes are being vi- uh, violated by their rights mm-hmm. and as British citizens. So the colonists decided to resist by boycotting or um, just not buying any British goods. Like another example of it would be like uh, like resisting. They would just continue to resist. <laughs> They would just resist everything. They wouldn't buy any British goods. Um, basically standing their um, objection towards getting any goods. Yeah. Should the English colonists have broken away from Britain? Um, in my opinion, yes, they should. Because if the British doesn't want to cooperate with the colonists, then what would the point be with the col- What would the point be for colonists to? like even adjust to the British and their um what's the word their situations because um of the parliament and because of them refusing to give colonists their representatives so why should the colonists even stay and bond with Britain when they can't even give colonists any uh any justice for what they would want. What was the short-term and long-term significance of the Declaration of Independence? Uh, long-term effects were giving U.S. the title of United States of America. Um, also, one of the characters of freedom um, from England's law. Um, yeah, that's kind of how we gained our independence completely. Like, just getting our freedom was the biggest. Um Short term was, it kind of allowed the war to be seen as, like, two different wars. Like, like not two different wars, but two different countries fighting instead of, like, the Civil War. Like, kind of, you get what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did the colonists defeat Britain and gain its independence? Um, The colonists defeated Britain and gained its independence when um, General... Cornwalls, I believe, was surrendered, surrounded, and um, forced to surrender the British positions at um, Yorktown, Yorktown, Virginia. After two years, the Treaty of Paris made it official. America was independent.
Yay! This is Malia. Hello. And she is going to tell us how the Civil War shaped our nation. So, Malia, what was the United States' first constitution? And what were some weaknesses of it? The United States' first constitution was um, known as the Articles of Confederation. was America's first attempt um, at a constitution. There was no president um, there because of fear of tyrants. Um, each state had only one vote, and there was no taxes for the federal government and no army. So the federal government would have no power. Wow, that's very interesting. How was the U.S. federal government structured under the Constitution? The Constitution has three branches of government. The legislative government, uh, Congress, which makes laws. The executive branch, which is the president who who enforces laws. Um, The judicial branch, uh, which is the Supreme Court, which reviews laws. Hmm. Very nice. What was the Great Compromise and Three-Fifths Compromise? What does it mean to you? The southern states could only hold um, could only hold three fifths of their slaves count in the House of Representatives because they were not considered free willed people, um, and it was not good. How does that make you feel? That <laughs> okay. What issue divided the Federalists and Anti-Federalists, and how was this conflict resolved? Uh, the Federalists wanted a strong federal government, and the Anti-Federalists, um, many people who feared, feared tyrants, um, wanted more state power, fearing that a tyrant would rule. And so what cre- what came out of this was the they made the first Bill of Rights, which had the first 10 amendments to the Constitution. Which amendment to the Constitution is the most important and why? Um, The most important, I would think, is um, Amendment 9, which is rights kept by the people. If something is unclear, then the people decide um, and powers kept by state or people. Very interesting. Oh my god. This is Alyssa. (laughs) And we will be discussing how America rebuilt our nation after the war. What were some issues and events that led to the Civil War? Um, Slavery and the South trying to break away from the North and become their own country. A difference in morals between them also played a part. What was the South justified in fearing that President Lincoln and the North would abolish slavery? Explain. Yes, because they sped up the process by seceding. If they didn't, then Lincoln would not have set slaves free in the South, at least not yet. Should the South have broke away from the U.S.? Explain. No, because they just made matters worse for themselves. Why do you think they made matters worse? 
because it sped up slavery. What advantages did the North have entering the Civil War? Advantages of the South? Um, the North had good railroad, a good railroad network, and institutions increased, and they had a very organized view. But in the South, there were better leaders, and they were just defending, and they had a smaller army but more committed men. What were the decisive events and results of the Civil War? Um, hold on. Emancipation Proclamation, the Battle of Gettysburg, which 6,020,000 soldiers died. Goodbye.